Whole turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a way better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor or a worse alternative. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume. They look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in the bad habit is wrong, so instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from the habit? Start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com gg and get the journey pack today. Fume is giving our listeners 10% off when they use the code GG to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Thank you, Fume, for sponsoring this podcast. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet... You can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome back to the GG Over Easy Podcast. My name is Blue Eslo here with Robbie, the Glizzy Goblin himself. Today we are chilling, talking about a whole lot of video games. Uh, We talk about some Ubisoft and how they think that subscription-based service is the future uh, we talk some about uh, some. Uh, what do we Power talk? World. We talk about Power World. Talk about this new Pokemon uh, capitalist game, if you will. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk about uh, how they did kind of yoink quite a few designs, and they weren't really subtle about it. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about how uh, Arios is a fucking beast. This dude is yeah. insane. I actually went to go work out with Arios yesterday, and this dude is terrifying. In any any workout he does, and then we have a lot of Q and A today. Some quite revealing Q and A today, dare I say? And yeah. uh, we have a good time here at the GG Over Easy podcast. So if you like us being dumb, goofy, then stick around. Whole turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a way better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor or a worse alternative. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume. They look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in the bad habit is wrong, so instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from the habit? Fume is an innovative, award-winning, flavored air device that does just that. The feel of the fume is so nice, you can tell it's quality materials. It's awesome. You gotta try the new Solano Fume. It's made with premium walnut barrel and an onyx-coated mouthpiece that is so much softer. Start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash gg and get the journey pack today. Fume is giving our listeners 10% off when they use the code gg to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Thank you, Fume, for sponsoring this podcast. This episode of the GG Over Easy podcast is brought to you by our GG legends, uh, Halcyonics, Hoth, Fields, and Green Pete. Uh, big shouts out to the uh, easy over easy legends again. Thank you guys all for joining the Patreon and trying out all the things. Uh, it's been a great start. 
sorry about uh, having the podcast upload a little late. Uh, I had an issue with my Adobe Premiere Pro. Uh, I had to go back to older version because every time I got to 100% on the exporting, it would just crash. And then you would go over to the file and it'd be like corrupted. So I literally had to try like six different times and they all just crashed every time. And the part that sucks is it took so long to export it that it whole thing. Yeah. How you doing, Blue? I'm doing good. Um, it's cold as shit. It is so cold. Is it cold over in Tejas? Uh, it's so cold and windy. We had um like a like a sub. We had like an 18 degree day on Wednesday, and that was literally the worst. Because I usually go to the gym pretty early in the morning, so I'm like up at like nine. Or like 6 a.m. depending on the day. Yeah. And I happened to wake up at like 5 that morning. And I was just Ooh. destroyed. Because I woke up at... I went to the gym as I do on 6. Like, just because it's like... Just because the wind chills and the negatives. Like, doesn't mean I'm not going to go to the gym. Dude, that sucked. Yeah. That was the worst. That was really bad. Didn't have that a good time. That was awful. Um, we You're still getting any- there, though. Still getting in there. We haven't had any power grid shutdowns yet. That's the main thing I'm worried about. That's what I was like. At least you still got power uh, right now. How's uh, how's your winter up there? I've heard it's uh, uh, still dude. strange. The uh, the past week, I think we've had a high of like 11 degrees. Oh. And, and on the day it was 11 degrees, it was like, oh, it's kind of nice. Okay, kind of. Uh, no. Don't need this like jacket. Uh, uh, no. Yeah, but it was literally like negative like five degrees basically like every day. Speaking um, of gym... And and weather, um, actually went to go. I was so inspired by uh, you always talking about how you uh, you pump hard uh, Peloton with uh, with Arios. Uh, yeah. I actually took Arios to my gym yesterday. Whoa! You uh, like was met IRL? Cool. Yeah, we. That I mean, sick. we do we do live like you know forty minutes away from each other, so. I invited yeah. Arios. It's a bring a friend week, basically for our uh, for our oh, gym, yeah. where like you can bring them in for you know for you know the whole week whenever they want yeah. for free. They don't got to do anything. Yeah, that's and awesome. It was a rowing day, so we did a lot of rowing and jump roping. And my bro, Arios is built different. It's hard to keep up with him on Pelly, man. I'll tell you that. Well, I'm not going to keep up with that dude. And I know I'm not, but, but this dude, like, Arios is pretty like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a little, uh, aloof, you know, he's a, he's a big, he's a big, uh, you know, a big gentle himbo. And so yeah. like, he's fucking pumping, he's rowing and yeah, he's getting it. And my coach is like, my coach is like, oh, we're, just, we're just, like, he's got to do 500 per set, big guy, before you go to the jump rope. He's like, oh, shit. Oh, 500 right. per set. God yeah, 500 damn. meters of rowing. Oh, I thought like 500 poles. Nah, 500 meters, like the equivalent okay. of. So I see. So, yeah, the. I've never rowed before. Rowing's, rowing's a full body workout, so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was like, I think the. What was the rep scheme? It was like, um,. It was like they do like a lot of warm ups, like more like like warm up sets basically. So like yeah. you'll do like a demo of the workout, and then the workout is like twenty minutes, twenty to thirty minutes of just like you know high intensity workout. And so yeah. it was like um it was like five hundred meters, uh, and then twenty five uh twenty five jumpy ropies. For Arios, it was double unders because he's built different. 
Yeah. And so like, like you do you do 500 row, you do uh, a jump rope set, that's one set. And you got to get as many as you can in that 20 minute uh time cap. So okay. Aeros is a beast. Everyone Yeah, whenever Everyone was saying like what to like oh okay how many reps did you get and everyone's like new with the reps and Eros just like uh, I, I I don't know I just went I just went I I, <laughs> I just, you said go and I didn't stop <laughs> uh it was funny he like hit me up one of these days after our Peloton he was like hey like what size shoe are you in a biking shoe and I went what do you mean uh, like don't you already have a pair he goes no and I go wait so you mean to tell me You've been unclipped in the Peloton, basically yep. just kind of riding dog yep. dog. We're like, it's super different when you're not strapped into the bike because then like you can pull full force with your legs and you won't like, you know, your leg won't come off essentially. Um, so we started Pelotoning and dude, like I can keep up with Arios for like the first like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. But as soon as like I finally start getting tired, he doesn't. And it's just like, he still goes. And I end up like losing by like thirty points and something like that. He's just a freak. Well, that's like the same as me. Like I, because I was, I was next to him rowing and, like in the lead up sets, right where, like we're doing like just the demo, like you know, like we'll take like a twenty minute slow version of the workout, and mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I I can keep up with this dude. Like let's see how long I can do this, and then like ten minutes into the warm up demo, I'm just like, nope. Yeah, I can just. I'm already done. I'm already. I'm. I'm out. So yeah, he's. This dude's built different, and then we got Chipotle after, so that was nice. Oh, that's always the best part. Is like the after workout Chipotle. I always really. I, I love food, dude. If food's uh, so good, why make me fat? <laughs> uh, speaking of loving stuff, uh, there's a game out right now that I think Mr. Fruit right now is loving, uh, and we're actually gonna play that's later. Right. Uh, about two hours from now um and you guys may have heard it it's i don't know if it's taking the world by storm uh but it's at least taking like switch by storm at least from what i've seen uh pow world is already off to a huge start uh now for those that don't know what pow world is uh blue do you mind explaining it because e even i don't really know what it is so pow world is essentially this uh survival shooter set in a world where ordinarily it would be a pretty standard shooter, you know, like you got your guns, you got your resources, you you know, you do your base building and shit and you go fight a bunch of bosses and stuff, uh, collect resources. But it is set in a Pokemon style world where you have a bunch of basically Pokemon uh, that can help you with, uh, you know, gathering that can help you in your boss fights, uh, even in base building. Like I was watching fruit and like to get a freezer going to like, you know, preserve your food you yeah. can use a frost pal and put them next to the freezer and that frost pal will like, you know, that's how you get the freezer working. So it's pretty cool. It's a cool concept. It's uh, I mean, the, I mean, at its core the TLDR, it's a survival, uh, looter, uh, F it's, it's just a survival shooter with Pokemon at its core design RPG element. Right. So, it's cool. I will say it's really funny. There are some straight up rips of Pokemon uh, designs, like not one to one. Like they could take you court type shit. Uh, 
like it's changed just enough to where they really can't. But like, if you saw them, you'd be like, "Oh, that's Lycanroc. Uh, oh, that's Latios and Latios. Uh, oh, that's Salamence." I saw like I saw like a a, a sheep that looked like uh, one of the sheep Pokemon. Straight up Mareep. Uh, like not even, not not even not even trying to. I mean, yeah, they try. Like they'll recolor it and like change aspects of it. But so, some of the designs are pretty blatant ripoffs. Yeah. Which is like I'm not like super against because honestly, like if you can't make bangers like Pokemon designs. That's one of the main reasons why I I fell out of love with Temtem is cuz like you didn't like the designs I remember like Tem- you like that. Temtem is a good game with the most mid designs monster designs I've ever seen in my life. I like Temtem, but man the Pokémon are just so just not it. But uh yeah, I just saw a bazooka being shot at a Pokemon. Yeah, it gets pretty. I'm, I'm at the Steam store right now. Like, it gets pretty we're silly. Playing it later, we're gonna have to throw up some footage of it, like on the, on the, uh, on the YouTube version, because it's, yeah, it's really hard to describe. But, uh, yeah, some it's it's pretty cool. I, I'm interested in trying it. It is funny because like one of their main like, uh, like flagship Pokemon is like that big yellow. It literally, it's literally just Totoro, but like big and yellow. Uh huh. And it's like, it, it's just funny, man. Like they, they just are kind of like, if we can't like make something iconic, let's just like kind of like follow along. Let's like, hey, uh, can I copy your homework? Yeah, but like change it a little bit so it's not obvious. Um, are they called pals? They are called pals. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I um. Like I'm watching from the Steam store, and it looks like they're at one point. It looks like a conveyor belt of is like working, and all the Pokemon are working the or pals are working the conveyor belt. Yeah, you can do I, some you know, uh, some funny shit with them. Yeah, so I have an article here. Uh, it says ahead of Pal World's launch, developer Pocket Pair insisted it's definitely not a scam. Uh, the assurance came yeah, in the wake yeah. of games like Disastrous the day before, which was fueled by distrust between players and early access developers on Steam. Because I think, what, this is on Game Pass and right now? So yeah. if you have Xbox Game Pass, I don't think you even need to pay for it right now. Um, so if you have that, uh, try it out. Um, uh, Power World started with a small team of four people. With Craftopia, we realized the potential that survival crafting games had. But as we continued development, we realized new possibilities. How much fun would it be if you went on an adventure, lived, and built a pair a base with pals who had their own quirks and personalities? With this in mind, we have worked hard to develop this game for the past three years. Uh, developers who sympathized with Power World gathered one uh, one after another, and the scale of the game grew beyond whatever we imagined. Power World starts from here. Uh, they explained po- uh, Pocket Pair. Uh, they explain it. Uh, it's including a PvP arena major building system updates, a raid boss to fight that guild members must gather and cooperate to defeat, and trading pals with other players in the world too. I also saw a clip on Twitter uh, that there are shiny pals. Apparently, I don't know if you know that. It wouldn't be it wouldn't uh, be a, a it wouldn't be a monster collecting game if they weren't alternate color versions. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was alternate color version. I just know he said it was way bigger than its like original form. Uh, oh, type of thing like an alpha pal um, that's that's fair yeah um 
they also say we will continue to do our best to update the game in order to bring it one step closer to becoming a great game. Uh, so yeah, uh, it, it, everyone is seem seeming to enjoy it. Uh, I do have here um, an article that explains how close these Pokemon are related to one another. Um, oh, okay. Scroll- yeah, I'm gonna kind of on the podcast. I'm gonna kind of scroll through like kind of what people are saying about them all looking kind of similar. They're, I linked it in the uh, main chat if you want to look. They're they're pretty close, man. Like like. Th- like there's one that's like Galarian's mouth Meowth's face onto like uh a, a different Pokemon that's like purple. I forget what Pokemon that is. Um it looks like uh oh, like they take Meganium and just make Meganium stand on its legs. Yep, and yep, yep, put, yep, yep. And then they put like um Lilligant. They put like Lilligant's like headpiece. Oh, the Lilligant to- one? Is a straight rip. Like that's like I'm not convinced that's not traced. Like I'm um, not convinced that's not traced. The yeah, the Cinderace one is pretty blatant too. Like the, is that the, the rabbit. One that looks oh is okay, yeah. And then there's one that's like uh Esper. Looks like a fox witch. Uh fox witch. Oh yes, 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 yes. Um uh, let me see what they call this thing. Yeah, uh, um oh, Gregson? Yeah. Uh, Braxton and then Braxton? The, her her full Evo is not called Brax. Um, and then there looks like a Lucario, but it's like an Egyptian. Oh, it's it's straight up Egyptian Lucario. It's not even. Uh, and then we have uh, yeah, like I see the one where you said Latios and Latios. Like that's literally just them combined. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's pretty close. Oh yeah, Delphox. There we go, Delphox. Yeah, Del Fox, that that one's a straight rip. Um, yeah, we're we're definitely throwing these up. You guys are gonna see how close they are. The Meganium one, yeah, it's just on all feet. The the Decidui one, the 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 owl with an arrow, that's a straight rip. Like that's like like same color scheme and everything. Yeah, the Del Fox is a straight rip. It's Lucario is Egyptian Lucario. Um, yeah, you had the Luxray is almost a one-to-one. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll probably have our review of the game coming next week's podcast right now. I think it literally just comes out like today. Um, yep. It does I come out just today. Cause, cause it's been like early access, I think. And you had to have maybe like codes to access it and stuff. Um, but I mean, it looks really interesting. I do see here that Pal on Xbox doesn't have dedicated servers, limiting co-op to two to four players, while Steam gets up to thirty-two players. Uh, so if you are able to play this on PC, um, I would definitely recommend to try and have this on PC. Um, but and the more I think about this, the more this does seem fun. You know, it kind of combines all of our favorite aspects as a crew. You know, I love guns and shooting guns, and you guys love Pokemon. Uh, so I think it'll be, I think it'll be a ton of fun today. We'll probably be live, I think in like the next like two hours or something like that, right after this podcast. Uh, so if you're live listening to this, make sure you fly on over into the, uh, our Twitch channels, uh, to, uh, watch it. Uh, so yeah, Power World, uh, will be coming, uh, this, uh, this, I guess this week, but we'll have our full reviews going into next week. Um, Speaking of reviews, uh, some Halo reviews um, have come in. Um, 
And um, one of the things that came up, uh, how do you say his name? Blue Pablo Sh- Sh- Pablo Schreiber. Schreiber um, says uh, the sex scene in last uh, last season was a huge mistake. Uh, he came out and said um, about the sex scene. He said a lot of stuff this week in interviews. So I have a lot of quotes from him that explain everything that's wrong about this shit. Uh, the decision to make the connection between Make and John a romantic connection was a huge mistake. I felt it was a huge mistake at the time, and I argued against it and fought against it. But, who, uh, but I am who I am, and I don't write the scripts. I only give my opinion, and it wasn't listened to. So it seems like he kind of understands what makes Master Chief Master Chief. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't even watch that episode where he had sex with some chick. Um, because I literally just watched the last episode because someone said it was actually okay. Master Chief fucks. Um, but this is where like I had a really big issue with a uh, quote that he had. Um, he had a quote that said and explained why Master Chief doesn't always wear his helmet. Uh, he says you're not going to be able to bring an audience along in a long form story without having an access to a character's face, Ooh. which tells you what they're feeling, how they think about everything. The access to a character's emotional life over the course of time is it what makes you empathize and connect with the character. I'm sorry, but it's the only choice for long-form storytelling in television. Well, I would say to anybody that who disagrees with that, I totally respect that opinion, but it's a pretty basic place to start when you're talking about making a television show quality. No, my boss. It's crazy to me because they literally saw them make a new character in Mandalorian that took the literal world by storm. We didn't see this dude's face until like, when did we, it wasn't until, was it like the last episode, I think, right? When like the robot is like, I'm not a robot, I'm a living person. Like, yes, he, and he took his helmet off for like, literally it was like 20 seconds. It's old, but. Yeah, it was 20 seconds of the whole, and like the time that, like he only takes his helmet off at like really specific key moments. Yeah. And like, imagine the pogness I would have. And like everyone else would have that in our halo. Yeah. Like, Oh shit. That's the master chief's face. Yeah, like, exactly. Like it's but, like, they just made a character in Mando that we cared about a ton and he didn't take his helmet off until the last episode of the first season. And then, and then we had, like and but you have master chief who people are already connected to you don't even have to work that hard to build this character because people know it and to say like oh you have to to build a character like you have to like have its their helmet off it's like they just wrote they literally just wrote a character that had their helmet on all the time that was completely new and they did it perfectly and you're telling me these writers can't write Master Chief, one of the most iconic video game characters of all time, having his helmet on for most of the season. Not even most of the season, like, at least, like, a good chunk, because most of the time in the series, it's just Pablo Schreiber playing, like, a cosplay Master Chief. For sure. Um, I, I, I hate that. It basically is admitting, like, yeah, I'm really bad at uh, voice acting and... uh we have a really bad writing team that doesn't make you care about this character at all. That's like what I read that as. It's basically just like throwing himself under the bus and his writer writers under the bus. Like I'd understand if we hadn't seen a show or some sort of like form of entertainment 
that we didn't see somebody's face and we could understand 100%. what they're going through and all those sorts of things. But we literally saw that with the Mandalorian. We just saw it. And you literally have so much source material for us to care about Master Chief. You know, you could do some sort of like visions of his like childhood. You know, you could do something that the games don't really get to touch on because it doesn't have the time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You could have like the Cortana type of thing and you can have like why he's a stoic fucking dickhead all the time. You know, like why he's just a killing machine and like was he programmed to be a killing machine? But instead we get butt cheeks. We get him smashing chicks. Um, hey, they were nice butt cheeks, to be fair. Yeah, it, it's just a mess. Um, and it it doesn't not get me excited for this newest season at all. Yeah, um, it's... I mean, I, I hope it's good, but it's it's like... Um, and, like, I, I respect the dude for, you know, defending the team that worked on it, but it's like... Like, at some point, you gotta be like, hey, like, this is... Like, this is not really halo this is this is like a story in halo clothes yeah it just it just makes no sense to me um i don't know everything that comes out of the show it's always the actor guy saying something was a mistake or that wasn't a mistake we're we think we're right about it it's just i really like can't stand it is weird but as a Halo fan, I think I'll be there. You know, I will be there for episode. I will one be there like, no matter know, the what. Fall of Reach. The I'll fall be there of no Reach matter does what. Look really cool. Um, I think it's really interesting. Um, they did have a shot though where it was like it almost looked like Clone Wars esque, where it's like Master Chief standing in front of like an army, basically. And it's like, how did Reach lose when we have a gazillion army? Like, what the hell happens to the point where it's not going to happen? Yeah. If Fall of Reach, if they mess up Fall of Reach, uh, I th- like. I mean, that's pretty much it for the show. I'm surprised it wasn't already kind of it for the show, but I think a lot of people saw like the last episode and like had a lot of hope for two. So, pardon your regularly scheduled podcast listening for this short ad break. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home. It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. 
If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What did you miss our preach, um, man? Oof. I had some quick topics. I don't know if you had any other topics but we can talk about before we I did have I did have one real quick topic, and this one was actually yeah, really funny uh, about, the, about Ubisoft. So Ubisoft recently came out. One of the Ubisoft executives um, said that when in regard to subscriptions, they said gamers need to get comfortable with not owning your games. Um, in one of their Wait, quotes, really? in one of their quotes, he said, one of the things we saw is that gamers are used to a little bit like DVD having and owning their games. That's the consumer shift that needs to happen. And it's like, whoa, <sighs> like that was pretty crazy. Uh, he goes on to explain that not owning a game doesn't mean you lose your progress and that you still keep the time you invested and what you've built, even though you don't have a physical copy to stick on your shelf. Tremblay also says that he understands the gamer's perspective when it comes to owning games, but claims that services like Ubisoft Plus will allow them to access their games when you feel like. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's the director of subscriptions as well, so it's 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 a big concern for me. Why do they even have that title? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Why do you even need... That's not even a real job. Like, That's like one of those fake jobs you make to get in through the back. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I mean, Ubisoft pretty much, this, I mean, uh, several, I mean, Ubisoft in general is pretty, is pretty forward with, like, the cloud being, like, the only way to, like, buy games. I hate the cloud. Do you save stuff on the cloud? Well, I mean, everything, like, Steam Cloud, like... Steam Cloud? That's how all your game's progress gets saved, my guy. You think your, you think your game progress is saved on your computer? Yeah, kinda. Ah, Nothing. All your progress for all your Steam games, even like shit like Elden Ring, that's single player. That's all. All that safe stuff's on the cloud. I think that's good. I think that's good. But my issue is, is basically renting games from a server and playing it through that, and never having true ownership of your game. Because like with Steam, right? You know, you it's it's game. in your. You could play them offline. Like you, yeah. not all of them you can play offline, but like if in the event you don't have yeah. internet, like that game is still offline. My issue with subscription yeah. and like online only games is this is exactly what the Ubisoft devs want. They're like, you need to have internet to play these games. Like you don't own these games. Even single player games like Assassin's Creed are going to, you know, start having like online checks to see like when you start the game, you know what I mean? So yeah. And like, if you don't have it, it's like, oop, we couldn't verify your key for this game. And it's like, ah, pretty gross, man. But, um, yeah, I mean, they, they want to have like a fully digital future. Um, you have obviously like game pass is also kind of pushing this, uh, and that you like games only subscription service and don't get me wrong. Game pass is amazing, but you know, they, like they do it right with Game Pass. But like, you know, if you lose your Game Pass, like you lose access to those titles, like as soon as, you know, you don't have Game Pass anymore. So it's like it's a double-edged sword. Um, to, uh, so actually, kind of like thinking it as like a Netflix type of thing. Like exactly. we subscribe to exactly. Ubisoft Store. Yep, yep. And Ubisoft Store is like, hey, like exactly. Yes, you got, you can play uh, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, but like you don't own Kingdom Hearts, and like say like, oh, uh, this game's going away this month, and it's like, wait, so I can't 
play this game anymore like after it goes away it's definitely way different than like tv or television uh, or television tv or movies that like you don't rent or stream you know what i mean like it's definitely not a shift that i think gamers are going to be making anytime soon it's um i mean unfortunately it's not really in our hands like that's the sad part is like if if games just turn into subscribe to ubisoft plus uh this game is only available on xbox game pad like that's that's unfortunately like part of the future of yeah but some people uh are fighting back against that some people inside the industry themselves oh the the founder of larian the developer of Baldur's gate 3 said you won't find our games on a subscription service he says after ubisoft forecasts the future of players not owning games that's good he says subscription models will always end up being cost benefit analysis exercise intended to maximize profits the CEO and founder of Baldur's Gate 3, developer Larian Studios, weighed in on recent prophecies from Ubisoft directors. Gamers will likely grin and bear a subscription model future. Sven Vink adds to the discussion on Twitter in a thread this morning. He says, whatever the future of games look like, content will always be king. But it's going to be a lot harder to get good content if subscription becomes the dominant model and a select group gets to decide what goes to market and what not. Direct from developer to players is the way. What a f- what a that's my go. Bad. That's Giga my go. That's, that's my, my game of the year, Giga Chad. That's hey, that's why Baldur's Gate three has probably made more money than like eight Ubisoft games combined in the past like five years, baby. Uh, he goes on to say, getting a board to okay a project fueled by idealism is almost impossible, and idealism needs room to exist, even if it can lead to disaster. We are already all dependent on a select group of digital distribution platforms, and discoverability is brutal. Should those platforms all switch to subscription, it'll become savage. Uh, it's um, it, it I I definitely agree with him. Um, and it's tough because like we are we are we are we do already kind of we're already like got like a foot in the pool of you know yeah. subscription based being the wave. Um, but I think it's just kind of like the the point is like like to make games only based on a subscription is a slippery slope because then you won't really have like because then everyone's just going to start doing subscription-based services and you're not going to yeah. be able to directly buy the game you're not going to be able to just like have it in your library like on steam and obviously like i don't think that's going to happen anytime soon but like with big publishers like ubisoft uh obviously you have xbox game pass you know obviously the intention of game pass is not to be like Oh, like you guys subscribe to us to get these games. Obviously, the intention of Game Pass right now is, hey, here's a good way to like get some of the games get you as play many games as possible without like you know having to like deal with all the you know try all these cool games. Like the intention of Game Pass is like, hey, try out all these cool games you might not have been able to play uh, before. Yeah. Uh, whereas Ubisoft's is not quite as uh, nice. It's quite literally. Uh, if you want to play our games, you're gonna have to subscribe in the future. You gotta rent it. Yeah, you gotta rent it. Uh, Swen continues in such a world by definition the preference of the description service will determine what games get made trust me you really don't want that I respect that for many developers subscription services present an opportunity to make their game I don't have an issue with that I just want to make sure the other ecosystem doesn't die because it's valuable uh, 
I think the Chad dude is. I think the dude's super Chad. It's it's like a, like for me, right? MMOs. Ace. Like for me, MMOs. There's no way for me to just own an MMO, and I understand. Like he's he 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 understands that too because it's like. Um. Yeah. Like, there's no way for me to just own an. You say like a subscription based like payment, like you do with uh, Final Fantasy. Yeah, like it's different than like this plan. Because like to play the game, I gotta pay. Because you know, I mean, server costs for an MMO are not cheap, and to do the things I do on an MMO, you know, I it it, you could play the game single player at this point. Yeah. Because Yoshi P has like really driven home. Like, I want this game to be able to be played. Yeah, you know, even if you're not really a social person, but like the whole point of MMOs is to be is interconnectivity at all times. Yeah. So and it's always like an ever growing world, like it's always constantly updated, and like Ubisoft isn't going to update Assassin's Creed Black Flag. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, exactly. Um, and so um, it's but like you know, there's the inverse of subscription where you have Ubisoft essentially wanting to have a Netflix or Disney Plus version where you get games, which. Yeah. I mean, you know, pros and cons, just in the same way that Game Pass is dope, but, like, it's all the, about the intention, right? Like, mm. like Ubisoft wants to do this not because they want their games to succeed and they want, like, their, like, oh, discover all these cool games you may not have been able to play uh, on Ubisoft Plus. It's more so, like, hey, pay us to play these games. Um, also, you, like, you just want one of these games? No. Uh, if you lose your subscription, you're not playing that game ever. Like, get fucked. It, that is kind of insane. It's just a, it's, it's, it's obviously like not like the end of the world, and this is giga first world problems, but it's just like consumer rights. As a, as a, well, I'm are are getting like weaker and weaker, especially in the video I mean, game you, sphere. You see it in, in everyday sphere. Like, I think it's insane that like I buy a ring doorbell. Okay, wow, I have this ring doorbell now. Well, I installed it. Now I have to pay a subscription fee every month for for me to use it. Like, why don't I buy it? And because I bought it, now I get to use it. You know what I mean? There's a subscription fee behind everything these days uh, because they know they can make you pay for it. Like, why give them a ring doorbell in the price of $60 when we can charge them $50 and then charge them every year $15 for them to use it? You know what I mean? Like, that shit is insane to me. And we've lost it, like you said, basically everywhere other than video games. And it makes me sad that it may even come into video. That stuff. I mean, I, I love I love the physical copy of games, but I haven't owned a physical copy in a while. And I mean, realistically, right, I do have to say, like, do we really own any of the digital games that we have right now? And I mean, you know, realistically, no. But it's still to the point. Like it's sort of refund them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not that. I yeah, mean, to a level. If I don't like it. But like most of the games in my library, like I can play offline. Uh, most of the games, uh, you know, most of my games are online only, and like online only games that are designed to be like, you know, always online and playing with homies. Like hell yeah, like I get that. But it, it is kind of spooky to think about a future where we have Netflix of games, and like that's that's the main source of buying your games, which I don't I don't really like, man. What what's the last physical game you bought? I'm trying to think of the last actual physical game. Now I this bought. is where I fuck heavy with Nintendo because the last physical game I bought, Scarlet and Violet, baby, Scarlet and Violet. Okay. Yeah, it mine must have been a Nintendo game too. Then 
Maybe like Super Mario 64 and this the they had like a sunshine pack, something like that. Forget what it was. I think that's a lot. Oh, it's like Super 64. You got like Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and like Mario Galaxy all on like one little cartridge. And they had it for like a limited time for physical. I think that's the last. I think it's the last physical game I bought. And that was like two years ago. Yep. Um I didn't know about this. Apparently there's an Indiana Jones game coming out. Um, and they just announced that Troy Baker is going to be the voice of Indiana Jones. Oh, nice. Yeah. So NFT guy, um, you know, <laughs> hey, he, really, hey, he made a mistake. He made a mistake and he did say, Hey, I didn't know about all this shit. Y'all like that's on me. That's on me. Fam. I mean, not my favorite <laughs> just, guy in the world, but he did, you know, he, he did say, sorry. He did say, sorry. Um, Okay, let me pull up Q&A here. We got a good amount here. Uh, Space, with our first question, says, Rob, where's the Fortnite Festival content? Is it, It's like Rock Band and OG guitar controllers are compatible with them, too. Uh, they aren't, though, because uh, you don't strum. You just press the button. So, like, sure, is it the same? No, actually, not really. I think the strum and like hammer ons and pull offs like are a really big part of Guitar Hero and rhythm games. Um, and I also think it's batshit insane that Fortnite makes you pay $5 for one song. That's fucking insane. To put that in comparison, I have like, um, I think 515 songs on my Clone Hero, okay, that are all from Rock Band. Free charts, Guitar Hero 2, Guitar Hero 3, everything. If I paid $5 for all of those, uh, that would be like $2,500 worth of songs on my Clone Hero. Um, I'm never in a million years paying for a song on that game because $5 is just insane for uh, a charted song that's even not even that hard because I just have to press the button. Oh, speaking uh, of which, that being said, yeah, go ahead. No, keep going. I was gonna go. Off I was gonna say, Dado and I completed the endless set list uh, of Rock Band. We sat and played Rock Band 2's playlist uh, for about six hours straight, and it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Uh, go, what were you saying? Yo, where's Rob's fitness update? Uh, end of the month. That's when we'll. Oh, like, I thought it was ourselves. weekly. Oh yeah, we'll have. It. I was excited. I was like, I was like, damn. All right, no, end of the month. Thirst trap, thirst trap, Rob. Lose the weight and stuff. Yeah, thirst trap, Rob. End of the month, boys. Thirst trap, Rob. But if you go into the fitness journey uh, in the Discord, you'll see all my workouts that I've been doing in there. Uh, I have been sticking with it. Been working out like four days a week. Oh, uh, I'm gonna. Gotta get. Guess what? Go I'm gonna. Th- you know what? I'm gonna throw my ba- my hand in the barrel. I'm gonna start posting. Let's the, go. I'm gonna start throwing my workouts that I do every day. Love to see that into the Would fitness love to thing. See that in the little. Yeah, you guys can love see. To see that in there. You guys can see a little uh, piece of what I do every day. To, that's been keeping me going to the gym. So yeah, that'd be sick, dude. Would love to see that. Um, Lumberlord. Uh, oh no no no. An unknown source says, "Do you guys enjoy amusement parks? If so, you have a favorite ride." Ah. <sighs> I'm not like, uh, um, I'm not crazy into amusement parks. I would say Texas has some really good amusement parks too. We, that's the worst part is we have goaded amusement parks. We have Six Flags Fiesta Texas down here is massive. Like, I I've never been into rides 
I'm gonna be honest. I've I've been on a couple roller coasters and it's just not really my thing. I don't really like being on a on a death cart. You know, Mario Kart, love it. Uh roller coasters, not my vibe. So um Okay. My favorite ride is always the like the 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 river tubes where they have like that little every oh, every place you, has it. Uh you get kinda wet or soaked. But you kinda just you kinda just vibe down the river on your little tube and and that's that's my favorite, so. Um, the, unfortunately, the music parks here in like Colorado are pretty whack. Other than Waterworld, Waterworld is really cool, uh, but the Six Flags here is ass. Um, so I would say, yeah, I love amusement parks. Like if you go to Magic Mountain in California, it's like one of like the roller coaster capitals. Um, it has so many. Um, and they're probably my favorite rides. Probably like X Two. And for those that don't know, X2 is a roller coaster, but as you, your seats spin as you ride the roller coaster. So, like, you go down and, like, your seat will, like, spin and flip you as you, like, are flipping yourself. It's really uh, cool. Oh, no. God. Yeah, it's uh. awesome. I, I, I love roller coasters. I, I've never been, like, afraid of them. Actually, that's not true. I thought they were really scary when I was a kid. I'll never forget. I was about probably, like, eight or nine, and... um. Six Flags, or not Six Flags, uh, California Adventure had just opened up at Disney World. And they had a roller coaster there called Screaming California. And I remember my dad literally dragging me by my arm and me screaming and crying. And then I was like, maybe I won't be tall enough. I get to the thing, I'm tall enough. And at that point, I start hysterically crying. They forced me Oh, no. And afterwards, I was like, that was the sickest thing ever. Let's do it again. Um... So that's how my love of roller coasters started. Um, and I love roller coasters. The, the, the scarier, the faster, the better, man. Um, like the new Tron ride at um, uh, Disney World was really sick. Um, Lumberlord says, is there anything you're embarrassed for not knowing? Example, something like not knowing how to ride a bike, etc. Um. I um I'm embarrassed. I don't know how to Photoshop. I think it's really embarrassing that I don't know how to make thumbnails or Photoshop. I really hate that about myself and I want to try and learn um how to do those sorts of things. Um yeah, I, I would say in the content creation space, I, I feel very stupid that I don't know how to do photo. I'm embarrassed that I don't know how to do Photoshop because everybody else around me knows how to do Is that really embarrassing though? You don't know how to do something. Yeah. Especially in your, when you're a content creator, I think. Eh, I mean, I don't think I that's think it's a skill personally. every content creator should have. I don't, I don't think that's embarrassing personally. I think you're fine. I will say I'm embarrassed. Uh, back in the day, I was embarrassed I couldn't ride a bike. And then I learned how to ride a bike. It was pretty chill. Um, what am I? Right now, I'm a little embarrassed. I don't know how to efficiently clean my shower. Um... I don't know if there's like a, a amazing way to do it, but like all I know is like right now I'm just kind of like toilet easy. I got my toilet bowl cleaner. I got my fucking Lysol wipes. And they make it easy with the toilet bowl cleaner. They like make it kind of hooked. So you just, yeah, it's it wicked. There. If I got to clean, like a, there's all these fucking Swiffer wet jets and shit, easy mop. But like with the shower, it's like daunting to me. So I just kind of like, I just kind of like use some of the shower soap or whatever use some of my yeah. like fabuloso or something and just kind of let you know let's, let's spray it down i don't know 
it's probably an easy Google, but like, I just kind of like, I just kind of YOLO it. I don't know if I'm cleaning my shower efficiently, but I try. How are you, are you, are you like the, are you the premier? How, how do you feel about your, your cleaning of your, uh, toiletry um, areas, Rob? Or is that more so handled by someone uh, a little more skilled than you? No. So, um, we break down the patriarchy here. Um, Sydney hates cleaning the toilets or like cleaning like the bathroom type area. Doesn't say she doesn't do it. Um, cause she has and literally just did. Um, but I, I know she hates it. So I'll take the responsibilities of cleaning the toilet and cleaning the showers and stuff like that. Um, I forget what it's called, but it's like this green kind of the dust. powder. Yeah. It's like a green kind of powder. Yes. You put, and then like you just fucking ah, you just take like a we, oh, we have a scrub daddy. Oh. Yeah, you have a scrub daddy. Scrub daddies are pog. They're like these little smiley face things, and you just get in there with them and they basically try and get everything. I mean, our fucking showers are from like nineteen hundreds. So it's literally like impossible to get some of those stains out. Um yeah, that's right. But I do try and make it as clean as possible whenever yeah. I do. Just I too deep clean my bathroom. I was kinda of toss that powder out and then I just like let it sit for a while and then i'll just like spray it down with the shower head so i should probably start the, yeah you gotta like really get in there uh, with that so, like it's easy to scrub a toilet it's easy to like mop my floors like but like seeing like a big ass shower that i have to scrub i'm just like huh uh, yeah I'm not, you know i gotta start doing it pardon your regularly scheduled podcast listening for this short ad break this episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Karaxi, uh, or it could be get Kara the Eleventh. I don't know. Um, what or get Kara the Twelfth? Uh, what game universe would make a banger series, and what series would you would make a banger game? Okay, that's a good question. Also, congratulations, Robin Dado, for the Bladder of Steel achievement. Um, okay, we'll start with the first one. Banger series that would make a wait. What game universe would make a banger series? Okay, we'll start with that. Familiar solid, baby. What which one did you say? Metal Gear Solid. Oh, Metal Gear Solid. Easy. I'm still one. saying it. Been saying it for years. Still waiting for a Metal Gear Solid show. I think if you did it right, and we're saying a series here, not movie, uh, Assassin's Creed. To do it correctly and do it right, you could make that, it work. That series is asking for a long form yeah, media like format. You, you can do it. Not Michael Fassbender. Like, yeah, like, I don't know how you, like, you know, how you get people in the door, but you already have all the Assassin's people in the door. 
So I think that is one of the coolest stories and one of the greatest narratives in gaming. You know, it's a little confusing, but you can, you know, dumb it down for a series and just be like, hey, I, we need to get your memories from an assassin of your ancestors in fucking Roman times. And then the next season, they're like, hey, we got to go to Viking times. Like, I just think it's just awesome. Now, um, for the latter, um, a series that would make a banger game. That one's a little tough. Um, a series of me. Trying to like. I always thought like a like you know how how Telltale did their Game of Thrones like for a couple seasons or something. I think they did like one Telltale game for Game of Thrones. I think if you did like a narrative driven Game of Thrones RPG esque type game, I think that'd be really. It would be extremely hard to pull off. But it would be fucking awesome. I, I, I think um, I don't think we've really gotten like a fully fully realized Avatar: The Last Airbender game, and even Korra. Like they're always featured in games, but like that art style, like that would make like in in the style of like uh you know like DBZ Kakarot or like like a Lethal Company type look. Like just you know, way better graphic type, but like that yeah, same like cell shaded, cell shaded. Yeah. Um, you know, we could. I'm still waiting on that that avatar, that adventure, that avatar adventure game. That would be sick. Um, that would be my number one pick because like, like a deep combat system with bending. I would, whew, I would cream a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Um. Uh, Strachan says, what is the trend that made you feel old for the first time? I think Skibbity Toilet really did it for me. I love Skibbity Toilet, dude. What is wrong with him? I, I just What is wrong with it. this dude? Oh, so I you're just, not an expert on Giat, my boy? No, I'm not an expert. That also makes me feel Homie, old. is Rizless not caked up at all? No toilet, no Skibbity? Old. <laughs> yeah, that, what you just said right there. Uh, it was funny because I, I was at a yesterday I had a bunch of Vigo Ranger meetings about like the year and all that kind of stuff and like meeting other creators and um, we were doing like this film thing and like shooting and basically it was like just have a conversation and we'll like film you guys talking and we'll just like remove the audio we just want to make like you guys talking and nobody was saying anything so I went do you guys know what Skibbity Toilet is and everybody didn't know what Skibbity Toilet was so I had to explain to them what Skibbity was. And they all just started feeling immediately old. So, and then <laughs> what you just said, no skibbity toilet, got or is got like goddamn, like goddamn, or is got like its own sort of thing? Honestly, got is a feeling, my guy. I don't, let me look at the like exact. Like when I say goddamn, like I think as got as god, like I've always thought it as like you're saying goddamn, just like yeah. The like, origin of got, uh, apparently stands for get your act together. Giat is a slang term for goddamn and is usually said in response to seeing an attractive woman. Daniel, Giat damn, what do you think? However, see like so it's just like goddamn. But like sometimes like Giat is like a term also used by like like Giat in hand, my boy, like about your like dick and balls. So it's like Giat can be like thought of as goddamn, but like Giat can also be like 
oh, since when did you become an expert in Giot? Like, oh, do you, you go get your Giot out the toilet, dude? And it, and like, okay, listen, dude. Okay. So I know it doesn't make sense, but like, but like, trust me here. It's basically saying like, Hey, like, uh, are you going to, Hey, like, goddamn, you going to get your shit together, my boy? Like. Why don't you go outside okay. to your car, pick up your giot out your toilet, get that shit in here in hand, bring it in here, and maybe you'll finally have some fucking riz, bitch. <laughs> finally want to get caked up? Huh? Finally um, want to get caked up big ass style? Or do you want to just sit over there with giot in hand looking stupid? Rizless I motherfucker. Can't see, I can't wait to see you all this at Joey today. <laughs> um, what, uh, what about you, Blue? What made you feel? What trend made you feel? <laughs> I you know, obviously you don't feel old you, you you seem to keep up with the trends these kids are doing these i don't days. think i don't think anything i don't think any trend has made me feel old what what does make me feel old is the music is like when uh is like when um like some song comes on that i used to listen to a lot or from like some band that i loved and there was like oh wow like classic music is so good and i'm like <laughs> classic music there was this tiktok where it was like um I don't know, like, some dude was like, oh, dude, I found, like, like, oh, my dad let me, like, borrow some of his vinyls of some of his classic records, and, like, I, I took him, I took a lot of them for a spin. It's, like, The Shins, uh, fucking The Strokes, um, if, like, um, oh, my typical, God. Typical, like, mid-2000s rock. Mid-2000s, like, like, Interpol, yeah. fucking... I believe in a thing called love! Arcade oh, Fire... Um, like, uh, and I'm just over here, like, ugh, classic. <laughs> uh, uh, Mies says, Is there any game that you wish you could go back, uh, to replay from time to time? Oh, is there a game that you go back and replay from time to time? For me, it's Kingdom Hearts 2 and Super Mario World. You guys are my fave. And it's really hard for me to go back and like replay a game. Um, but if I ever do, it is like Kingdom Hearts 2 or Kingdom Hearts. Um, games I, I'm not like the type to really go back and play games a ton. Yeah, me too. I'm not like a comfort gamer. If like, I do, like, it's I, I think the most recent game I went back to go play was Black and White Two, uh, with Pokemon. Okay, but I don't really go back like I used to. Back in the day, I did play like Metal Gear Solid games over. Um, I did play, like. I could barely remember at this point, but yeah, no, no, like nowadays, no, I, I, the last yeah. time I went to go back and play a game over was black and white too. And that was probably like two like, years I'll, ago. Like I'll go back and play like slay the spire again, but like slay the spire is different every time I play it. You know what I mean? It's not this, it's like a roguelike. So it's always different when I play it. Um, Stredrin says, do you guys collect anything or have you wanted to start a collection? They say uh, I collect uh, fuck me. I couldn't tell you what I don't collect. I have so many. I, I love collecting figurines. I have a big ass blue eyes, white dragon in the back right here with me. Um, I love collecting um, like uh, like life size shit models. I have a uh, Thancred's gun blade from Final Fantasy 14 in the back. That shit cost me way too much money. Um, I collect a fuckload of cards already. Like I collect Pokemon cards. I collect Yu-Gi-Oh cards because I love them. Um, and I have a I have a pretty big vinyl collection at this point, so I just I collect a lot of fucking things. And I'm also I'm entering I'm entering my I'm entering my my um 30 30s. My feminine urges arc. 
Oh. Uh, where I want plushies nonstop. I okay. want to fill my room with plushies. So now, in addition to figurines, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, really cool statues, uh, life-size uh, replicas of things that I love. Now, I want plushies, so I'm fucked. Uh, I don't really collect much of anything, actually. Uh, I used to collect shoes, and then my shoes finally got to the point where it's like, I literally have every shoe I could want. Because I, I wear my shoes. I don't just like have them like Dado does, like on a wall or anything like that. Like I like to wear all my shoes. So I have like a rotation of like six or seven pairs of sneakers that I like to wear. Um, but I do collect uh, old N64 uh, games. Uh, uh, I don't collect a ton. I only have like the games that I love. And if I have like disposable income at the time when I'm at Games Ahoy and I see uh, a game that is in decent, con- decent shape and looks good. So I have two of my favorite games of all time right here in Banjo-Kazooie and Zelda um, for the N64. Um, and I will probably only collect old N64 games. I do have a Halo 2 disc up there. That's... But that's literally because Halo 2 literally started my love of gaming. And, like, I feel like I wouldn't be here without Halo 2. Um, so, yeah, I don't really collect too much of things anymore. Um, but if I did, it would be these N64 um, still-in-the-box type games. But that's these are, like, like they're not, like, like they have been opened before. So, dude, like, cardboard on an N64 game, man. There's Did you just open it? Well, there's nothing like it. I mean, it's already been open. Oh, okay. Like, oh, I bought oh. it, like, open. Oh. Like, but, like, it's so cool, like, how these games used to come in, like... Yeah, they went hard. Doesn't that just make you feel old, like, just seeing that right there? And then, yeah. like, nice, uh... Has its cool little, uh... Oh. Little gaming manual, even, like, the N64 manual. It's just really cool. Uh, it just makes me feel like... Like, there's just nothing like touching the cardboard of an old N64. It's it. just the best. Yeah. Um, pull up this next question here while I put this away. Um, next question here we have is from Hoff. Says, "What is your favorite slash least favorite exercise to do at the gym? Uh, military press. Uh, I have really bad shoulders, so like I my my shoulders literally popping as I do. Uh, so I would say shoulder press. Both my shoulders are really bad." Um, so I normally tend to not do many shoulder exercises. Um, my least favorite, let me think. My least favorite is probably the overhead squat. Um, so an overhead squat is where you have a barbell above your head, uh, and you pretty much have it like your arms fully extended and you squat it. I mean, you squat it while having it above your head and there's always something kind of, I'm still learning to like try to get comfortable with like basically having weight like yeah. basically on my it's an blind intimidating lift. basically on my blind side um like it's fu- like when it when you pull it off it feels great but it's like I don't know man squatting any heavy weight overhead is spooky like I could do back squats I could do front squats like those are those are great I love those I could do you know I could do lunges I could do um you know, weighted lunges, you know, front rack lunges, easy. Like I love those. But when it comes to like the squat snatch, which is like a uh, squat. Yeah, exactly. Or the yeah, or just the 
overhead squat like that's that's spooky for me so that's my least favorite just cause, not not because it's like incredibly difficult because like i'll do it and i'll do it okay but it's my least favorite because like i still have such a long way to go and it's it's still kind of spooky doing it uh oh it also has favorite on there as well uh power cleans i love power cleans oh my god uh, i, lo- I, love I fucking cleans. love power cleans yeah, power cleans make you feel like a badass my favorite Especially is when i used to throw up weight bro my oh. favorite is the my favorite's clean and jerk oh see clean and jerk is too much on my shoulders like, i love the clean you and jerk. hold it there what's your oh, what's your what's your, what's your what's your max power clean rob oh dude back in the day it was pro- right now Probably like if you were telling me like max a power clean right now, my technique would probably be really bad, but I could do like 165, 170, yeah, something like that. God damn. Well, it's only because like when I do my power cleans, I do it really, really correct. You know, my form on a power clean is tremendous, like right here, but then like I will bring it all the way back down here for like a front squat. Like I don't like, I won't bring it to like here. I'll bring it all the way back so, so, down. So squat then, clean. Like, front squat. Sure, if you will. I mean, I make it. My technique was so crazy that that's that's what I loved about it. Because like back in high school, I could do. I did juggernaut one time. This is what we used to name our power cleans back in the day. Because we had a red weight. The red was forty fives. Uh, I think blue was thirty five. Yellow was twenty five, and then greens was ten. So if you did a 45 and a 10, that was Christmas that you could do Christmas. And then if you do red and yellow, that was like the real, real one. That's when you started getting into like real ass territory. That was called Captain America. Uh, no, that was called Iron Man. And then red and blue, 45, 35 was Captain America. And then 45 and a 45, we called that juggernaut. Um, there was one point uh, in my junior year uh, where I could do juggernaut. That was the craziest I've ever done. So 225 was like like my highest ever. Um, and I think Juggernaut Christmas was technically my highest, which is a 45 and a 10. Two 45s and a 10. What a go. But yeah, but there's no fucking way I could even get close to that. I'll hold that. How the fuck did I do this when I was seven? Just the bar. He'd be like, holy shit. I got to clean yeah. this. Yeah, no. Uh, I, Marcus. Oh, yeah, that's, that's my favorite. I love that. My, my favorite is the clean and jerk for... Yeah. Uh, Mark Rousset says what is your ideal weather winter seems to have come late this year and no one I've talked is enjoying it uh, fall like a nice a nice 55 no wind but like ooh it's kind of cold but we put on a light jacket uh, type of feel I like that I'd say anything between like Anything between like 50, like my ideal temperature is like 50, to like 60, that 10 degree range. Perfect. Yeah. Um, anything like, honestly, I could deal with cold. I could deal with extreme cold. What I cannot deal with is heat. I hate it when it's way too hot outside. I can only, I could put on more clothes for the cold. I can only take off so many clothes when it's hot. So it sucks. Yeah, I feel that. Um, we have absolutely 
says, hey, y'all, just wanted to mention that I love the changes made in the Discord recently. Great job. Now, what is the most anticipated movie for 2024, if there is one? Um, a lot of movies coming out. Um, like Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is one I'm really looking forward to. Um, the Garfield movie looks really cute. Gladiator 2 um, looks really cool. Um, I'm trying to see what else we have here. Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse. You know, that might come out this year. Inside Cap. Out 2. Love Inside Out 2. Sonic the Hedgehog 3. You know, we finally get Shadow in that. Um, if I had to pick one, though, it'd probably be Deadpool 3. Uh, it's a toss-up me for me between Deadpool 3 and Sonic Sonic 3. Because I really want to see what Ryan Reynolds does with uh with Wolverine himself. And at the oh. same time, like I love Sonic and Shadow's dynamic, so those are those are those are the two I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, and they've done a really great job with Sonic in that they um, have cooked. movie series. They have so cooked. like um I think they'll do a great job with Shadow. Uh last question here from Slippy Fist says, What is your go-to snack these days? Are they healthy snacks? <laughs> um I have been eating, uh, as you can see here, uh, baked ruffles. Uh, I like baked chips. Uh, apparently, they're a little bit better for you. 65% less fat, uh, but probably could be eating still stuff that's way better. There are these like yogurt gummies uh, that Cindy and I got from Costco, and those are delicious. Ooh, yeah. Um, my, my usual snack is like some salted like mixed nuts. Uh, that's usually my go-to. Um, I'm not a big nut guy. I just can't like, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's fair. No, I mean, I don't do that. They they usually come with like these cylinders and I just go, oh, like I'm drinking oh, a soda. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not like that, but like, you know, I'll get like a nice little swig. You go like, oh, like with it all in your mouth. I mean, yeah, Rob, like oh, we're talking about nuts, not like what, never mind, man. Look, listen, dude, that's a technique I don't use on cylinders. All right. Um, we you just said it comes in a thing and you just got yeah but then you start like but then you start like no that's me twisting it open that's yeah what did you think i was i'm twisting open you were like hitting it like here's the thing you were hitting it like a glizzy for free no see here like her like rip and like sometimes it gets stuck in there so you gotta like move the nuts to get them to fall you gotta stop right now you have to stop right now what's that like on jumbotrons, when I was a kid, and you got on the jumbotron, kids, are, kids would go like. Nowadays, kids just go. <laughs> whenever they fucking, whenever they see that, it's insane to me. Oh, dude, bro, bro. no, well, do it for the uh, GTO no. podcast today. Uh, thank you guys all for listening and hanging out today for episode two thirteen. Uh, we will be back next week. For episode uh, 214. Uh, See you all then. (laughs) See you guys next week. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.